Welcome all, welcome all. We're back at it. Game week. Game week number one, and this is where the journey begins. These are where hearts are broken and minds are blown moving forward in the fall season, and that is college football and NFL football, greatest time of the year. And the Northwest Sports Fix has got you covered the entire fall season, heading into the spring. And, yeah, we've taken a summer break, and we're back at it. Curtis, it feels good to be back. It was a it was a good summer. It was a long summer, but you know what? I do love how America's set up for when the weather starts to change. Today was the first day of the rains, kind of signaling the end of summer. Yep. It's the beginning of football at the same time. Like you said, it's game week, and so it helps me get through the fall. I'm not a fall guy. You can keep your pumpkin spice latte, your pumpkin-flavored everything, you know, for that matter. I don't like the dying leaves. I don't like the cold weather, but I do love the football season. It helps me get through it, and so I'm – fired up i think it's a great time to be a fan the northwest Mm. um the seahawks i think look really deep this year the cougs um has to be the most exciting you know um season coming up in in recent memory since the early 2000s even if you're a u-dub fan i think you have to be excited about that oregon those fans have a lot to be interested in oregon state not so much i think that's kind of a tough for them, but they're growing they're growing. They still have some optimism. They got a new quarterback. Their coach is still figuring out. They have a grace period there. But overall, in the Northwest, I think you have to be feeling really good about football this year. See, Dave, I'm the opposite. I see the rain, and I just get giddy, baby. <laughs> I see the rain, and I see those leaves turn, and it's just glorious. I'm not all about the pumpkin spice lattes either, but <laughs> when the weather is turning, I'm telling you, there's something in my tummy that just tells me this is good yeah. oh good well it's um it's kind of a weird weird summer weird beginning to the fall isn't it where you've got husky football uh, especially here in the seattle area is raining high uh, yeah, a lot of hype. lots and lots of it and um i'm i'm just I'm just going to sit behind and just watch and see what happens on Montlake. And, you know, I think they're going to be pretty solid. And I think that they're going to be able to put together a good little run. But there's also those little cougars across the mountains that are going to also put together a little run and and also sparking interest, you know, trickling here and there throughout the national rhetoric. So it's very interesting this season going in with two programs that have been uh, pretty much dormant for the last, say, five years, maybe a decade um, since the 2008 offer for UW, you know, not too long ago. For UW coming back and Washington State coming back from the depths of the Paul Wolf era, this is it. I mean, this is kind of this, the, the, the time where both these coaches are getting to it, and it is an interesting feeling for football here in the Northwest, and we, I, at least I haven't felt this way, you know, for for well over a decade, you know, heading into college football season. Uh, and then also head down south to you, Dave. I mean, the, the, the tides are turning. We saw some of that last year with Oregon. Oregon 
really finding a a hard spot to to win football games without a steady Eddie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do they have a guy this year? Do they have their guy? Lots of question marks coming out yeah. of Oregon and I think Oregon is in a really tough spot. They've got a new defensive coordinator. Their defense yep. is terrible. Brady Hoke hates their defense and <laughs> thinks they're awful. And they have a quarterback. Still controversy, it sounds like. It sounds like they just haven't really been super confident in a guy and named him early, and they're, they're letting that play out. Um, th- there's just there's actually a lot of question marks coming out of Ducksland, and, and I don't know where that's going to lead them. And they're they're obviously going to be tested tested early, but I, there's just a lot there's a lot of weird feelings. There's a lot there's a lot of change in the air, just like the uh, just like the weather. Uh, there's a lot of change in, in college football, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. So I think this is probably one of, going to be one of the more exciting and fascinating seasons in college football here in the Northwest in, in over a decade. Um, you've got you've really got this Apple Cup rivalry back to where it is. You've also with that with UW getting better, you have also got that rivalry between Oregon and uh, and Washington. And is this going to be the year? I mean, is this going to be the time where those two change uh, and move, and that 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 tide changes? So lots of question marks. Yeah. Super excited to see how it plays out. I don't know anything about college football, so that's why I sit and watch it every day. I think you you, you kind of nailed it and that there is a shift going on. So, you know, Oregon and Stanford have run the Pac-12 uh, for quite a few years now. It's either Oregon winning it or Stanford winning it. And the Pac-12 tends to eat itself alive. You've had Oregon go to a couple national championships uh, but not win either of them. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we missed out on the playoffs recently. Uh, the team's just eating themselves alive with different losses. But I think there is a shift in the air with Oregon and Stanford, maybe not as confident to be the top dog. I still have Stanford as the best team in the Pac-12, and that's mostly because of one man, Christian McCaffrey, who should have won the Heisman last year, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, I think he's the best player in the nation. Um, but Oregon, yeah, you saw, you saw a lot of cracks in their defense last year. I actually think Brady Hooks was a good hire. I think he's going to, yeah. to help out that, that uh, defense. Quarterback is a question mark, um, but the, there is a lot of optimism in this area. Right? In the Portland area, a lot of the Duck fans are still really confident, really high, because they haven't been knocked off, really. You know, They've still been that one-two guy, and I think until they see something different, uh, maybe their confidence will drop. But uh, I think – Well, that win they, over Stanford definitely kept them together. That was big. That was big for them. If they would have lost that, that would have been a big, big, a big change for them. They lost that, that – Heartbreaking for them, bowl game against TCU, oh, which I think God. dampened their. That was glorious, flat but out got glorious. Royce Freeman, who I think is uh, the second best running back in the Pac-12 behind McCaffrey, but I think mm. he's the second best overall NFL prospect for running back uh, after Leonard Fournette. That man is a beast. He is a Rolls Royce, they call him. I couldn't believe they didn't run him more against WSU. I think that game would have changed. Mm. They would have just given him the ball more and do his thing. He is a wrecking ball. He is big, and people bounce off him. So Oregon's still going to be good. I think uh, I've got Oregon still in the upper echelon of, uh, of the, of the Pac-12, but I don't think they're going to win the North this year. I've got them ranked a little bit lower. Yeah, I, um, I, think, it's, I think it's honestly going to be a four-headed monster towards the end of the season. Uh, and the thing is, is a lot of those matchups actually – 
between, say, UW and Oregon, uh, Washington State, Oregon, Washington State, Stanford, those are all really in the first halves of mm-hmm. conference play. So we're really going to see where the conference and where the, especially the North, you know, we're talking more specifically the North, mm-hmm. uh, where that is going to land. Because a lot of what, uh, especially for WSU, they have um, the Arizonas, the Arizona States, uh, the Colorados, uh, UCLA's, all in the back half of the Pac-12 season. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the Apple Cup at the very end, which could decide who potentially wins the North. I, I doubt that. I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, it's gonna, I, I do think it's going to have the most relevancy of an Apple Cup that we've had. Yeah, maybe in the last decade. So yeah, I think uh, that's going to be very interesting to watch. But we're really going to see what's what what everybody's made of in the first few games of Pac-12 play. It's we're yeah. going to know pretty early, and yeah. and I think things are going to really start to set up um, towards the back half after the carnage of everybody playing pretty much everybody in the first half of the of the conference play. So, you know, I think. Uh, I think Washington State's really just kind of find a way to weather the storm, uh, or uh, and then and then facing Oregon in the first game of Pac-12 play at, at, in Pullman, which is huge because WCU has always played Oregon real tough at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be a great kicker um, to you know to kick off Pac-12 play for Washington State. Yeah, WCU week. Um, five is Oregon and six is Stanford, and that's after a bye. So we get Idaho, a bye, and then Oregon at home, then at Stanford. And both those teams have new quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, fairly highly touted guys. But I think that's when you want to play someone who's breaking in a new quarterback. Early on, those quarterbacks tend to hit their rhythm more in the second half of the season when they're more comfortable with their right. team, they're more familiar. So I think it plays a lot to WC's strengths that we're going to get them early on. And, of course, the bye before the Oregon game I think is big uh, playing into that. So then those are really the two most important games for the North because um, they've, they've run the North. You've got to beat those teams if you want to win the yeah. North, and we were just a field goal away from doing that last year. Um, and then I, I think UW is absolutely capable of beating Oregon and Stanford as well this year, and so they could be the final hurdle and uh, what decides the North. It could be the Apple Cup. Which would be fantastic for Washington fans. I feel like that's more of how it should be. But Stanford, it's kind of weird to me how good they are at football, how good they've been for a while. Back when I was, I guess, first coming around uh, to college football, Stanford was kind of a cellar dweller. And then Harbaugh came in, and they've just been a powerhouse ever since. But Stanford, here's the thing. On neutral teams like a Stanford where they're not really a direct rival – Sometimes I kind of go on their fan base and if I should root for them or not. And Stanford, I don't know if I've ever seen a Stanford football game sold out. Even when they had no. Andrew Luck and were crushing it, it seemed like half the stadium was full. I don't know. I feel Home like field advantage is a not bit. a factor for Stanford. It, it, it's just not really a thing. And so they've got uh, solid coaching. They've got some solid players. I kind of, you know what, I'm just not that into Stanford and pulling for them as, as a neutral team. Um but you know when they were in the when they were in the Orange Bowl and different things like that, I did pull for him back in the day with luck. But uh, it would be nice if those fans could share some of the winning with a team team a little farther north than them. Dave, let's dive into not necessarily Pac-12 standings, but more so power rankings, and let's look at the rest of the Pac-12 and yeah. what um, 
what we can see throughout the entire season. Let's actually start with the South, uh, since we've talked a lot about the North so far. Um, the South, obviously not the best division out of uh, the North and uh, you know, out of the Pac-12. Um, North is definitely, I would say, more power hungry towards, you know, the top four. I think Cal's actually not going to be too bad this season. I think they're going to be a bowl team. Um, Oregon State's really going to be the only team that's probably not going to get a bowl out of the out of the North Division. But you look at the South. Uh, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of question marks to look at because uh, one is Utah. Can Utah respond with a new uh, new quarterback at the helm? Mm-hmm. There can Colorado figure out how to actually close games and win games. Is UCLA as good as what everybody thinks they are, or are they just going to crap the bed again and not figure out how to win games late in the season? Yeah. USC is that going to be a dumpster fire, or is it going to be a top ten team like <laughs> we always, you know, what, why, like we always go into every season thinking that they're going to be a top ten team, and they end up being a dumpster fire. Yeah, um, Arizona State. I I swear Arizona State's one of the weirdest football teams in the Pac-12. Uh, are they good? Are they bad? Are they mediocre? We don't know because every <laughs> week they're different. And Todd Graham is brutal. And I don't. Th- I honestly don't think he's a very good coach. And I think this could potentially be his last season at Arizona State. Hmm. Um, I just don't. There's just no consistency with that program. There's just yeah. zero. They're just. They get the big upset, but they just fall flat on their face the next game. They yeah. are extremely inconsistent and in Arizona, I think it's going to be in the middle of the pack, not really your power rankings. And if, if, you know, if we look at the top, top to bottom on the South division there, um, I would, I would begrudgingly put UCLA at the top. Uh, I do not like Jim Mora. I think he's a dirt bag. <laughs> I think everybody on freaking UCLA are dirt bags. But we beat him, so that's okay. <laughs> we get to play him again yeah, at he's home. Not a, he's, not a, he's not a Coug fan. No, I, I, um, not, I can't stand him. Coug. But I do think they're the best team in the South. I do think I, that they're probably yeah. going to win the South. I think they are the best team. I'm super excited to see that game this week in UCLA, Texas A&M. What yep. a fan-flippantastic football game to watch. Yeah. Yep. Is Josh Rosen one of the top quarterbacks in the country? Are we going to see that on display in this weekend's yes. game? I think he's super. I think he's a stellar kid. I think Watching stunned. him play against us uh, um, down in the Rose Bowl last season, I mean, he was flipping gutsy. And that kid, I tell you, he he is something special to watch. If 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 you haven't had a chance to watch him yet, he is he's going to be pretty spectacular. He's super yeah. young. He's a sophomore, and he's going definitely going to go to the NFL early. Um, I, and I think he's, he could potentially be in the, in the talks of maybe Pac-12 player of the year in, in the talks of uh, with Christian McCaffrey and potentially Luke Falk, um, depending on where that goes. But uh, Josh Rosen is one of the premier players of the Pac-12. Great yeah. quarterback. UCLA has a quarterback. That's good. USC, on the other hand, new guy, uh, new coach, still a buttload of talent, and it's USC. Uh, can um, Helton keep it together and really try to turn the tide of what UCLA has been really just a dumpster fire? To be all, you know, to be honest, can he turn the tide? We'll find out this weekend. Can he, they compete? 
with Alabama? Can they stay with them? Can they stay in the game in the fourth quarter, keep it close, no. and potentially have a chance in the late, later part of the game? I don't think so. Um, I think it's a, it's a really tall task for a brand-new quarterback and a brand-new coach uh, at the helm there. I don't, I don't see that quite happening, but if they do, that's really going to set the tone for their season. Uh, moving on, you know, below those two, I think when you get below UCLA and USC, it really kind of begins to drop off. You really got Utah, Arizona State, and Arizona really on the same level, I would say. Uh, I would probably put Utah just ahead of both the Arizona schools, just slightly. They've got, they've still got the running back situation under control. They're they're just they're just kind of a tough defensive team. They're very similar in the likes of like Washington and UCLA. Very very defensive heavy. Run the football. Don't turn the ball over a lot. Um, they started out hot last season. It's interesting to see how this is going to start out for them this season with the new quarterback situation. I think they're going to be just slightly ahead of the Arizona schools. It's really a coin flip between both the Arizona schools. Probably have to say Arizona State. Um, but that's just a crapshoot. I mean, between those two schools, there just hasn't been any consistency over the over the time with those two coaches. Haven't seen them really put their best foot forward. Yeah, I would probably put them both in the same boat. Then you're going to have Colorado, Colorado, trying to find a way to win games, trying to find a way to close games, uh, and really start putting W's uh, in yeah in that win column. Because in the past they've really competed and they've done a, done a good job staying with teams. They just haven't been able to put them away at the end or or take a lead and finish it. So, is that going to be uh, a change for Colorado? It, that that's their next step to actually put some of those games away. We'll wait and see. But I think Colorado's still in the dumpster um, of the South Division. Yeah, I've got a little bit different. Uh, we both got UCLA on top. I'm a huge Josh Rosen fan. I think he's a future number one overall pick. I, when he throws the football, it is, it's the prettiest thing in college football right now. I think he throws the most beautiful ball. He reminds me a lot, and I know this is crazy high praise, he reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers. Um, just his ability, to, just his footwork in the pocket to sense pressure, um, his arm motion. And he's even escapability. Yeah, he's Rogers, pretty he's athletic. He ran he for is. 40 yards work. against yeah. us. Oh, yeah. In, in crunch time in the fourth quarter. Yeah, with a minute over. left. I've got UCLA winning the South Division. I've got them as my third best team overall in the Pac-12. I feel pretty good about that. The rest of the Pac-12 South, that's tough for me. USC has the athletes, and they always have. So I've got them number two. Kind of a tease. Um that they've got uh, Juju Schuster-Smith, I believe. Yep. He is an all-world wide receiver. Yep. Max Brown from your neck of the woods was the number one quarterback in the nation who's going to be starting for USC. I think USC is enough to, be, to get it done to, to finish second in the South. Then I've got Utah, mostly because their defensive line is unreal. Yeah. Um, and overall, their defense, I don't know about their offense. Their offense has always struggled. It's always felt a little anemic, and it seems like they're always breaking in a new quarterback. Um, but I've got them finishing third. Then I go Arizona. Arizona took a little bit of a step back last year. Scooby Wright was hurt, but I'm a big Anu Solomon fan. I think he's really, really? a skilled guy. Really? I, I like his athleticism. I know they're kind of going back with quarterbacks last year, but I feel good about him 
finishing fourth, which isn't, I guess, great overall in the Pac-12 South. Then I go Colorado, Sifu, mm. Lufau. Yeah, I'm probably back. butchering that name. No, you got it. Senior year. He's going to be um, yep. third-year starter. Third-year starter out of what? Bellevue High School, yep. I believe. Also your neck of the woods. He is the most senior quarterback when it comes to starts in the Pac-12. Colorado has been down for a long time. And they've been in some games last year. Their offense didn't have any problems. They lost some really close ones in the fourth quarter, even some overtime games. I mean, usually how it goes for teams, it's lose big, lose close, win close, win big. I think last year was their lose close year, and this year is their win close year. So I've got them, again, they're, they're finishing fifth, but I don't see them as the the gutter uh, of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got ASU and OSU beneath them overall, and that means ASU is going to be finishing last. Telegram's in the terrible. South. I think this is his I, last year. It, yeah, you know, it, you're you're right. It's, he's been really inconsistent, and he lost a lot of uh, of seniors this year. Uh, most notably, uh, Berkovici, his quarterback, that yep. helped him out big time. They brought in the recruits, but it has felt so wishy-washy from year to year, just inconsistent. I'm not sure if he's really the guy that's really got it going together or if his players are kind of making him look better than he is um, and just his recruiting is covering up maybe his X's and O's in some ways. But I'm not sure he's got the players this year, and I'm not convinced on the X's and O's either. So I'm putting him last and finishing hmm. overall 11. I could see that. I think, I think you could say that, uh, yeah. yeah, Colorado and Arizona State could be interchangeable. Yeah, I want to. I just, I've always liked Sifo, and I want to put him higher. I really do want to put Colorado higher overall. They've never shown me a team with depth or a very complete team. Their defense has struggled. They have a pretty good corner. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the better corners in the Pac 12 overall, but I don't necessarily feel great about a corner being the best player on my defense. I think I'd want someone on the defensive line or a linebacker. Right. It kind of reminds me with WC back in the day when Dion Buchanan was the best player, one of the best defensive players in the Pac 12. And we'd still get a bunch of points scored on us. <laughs> I don't know. Having the secondary, yeah. that one guy be your best player. And Dion did all he could. I mean, he was leading the team in tackles some years. He was stopping the run. But that's not what you want. You well, look at what, want that. look at what happened to Arizona. You lose Scooby Wright, and that defense is garbage. That defense did not do very good. Ugh. Did not do very good. No. All right, Dave, kick, it off, kick, kick us off for the North. In the north, I've got, uh, like I said before, Stanford overall because I really strongly, I don't think you can convince me otherwise uh, that Christian McCaffrey shouldn't have been the Heisman winner last year. Um, I think he's an all-world talent. He's a stud. So I've got, How does he not win a, the Heisman? Bring a Heisman guy back. He finished, <laughs> what did he finish? Second or third overall Second. in the Heisman. Um, if you're the Heisman winner, in my mind, you're coming back. That's the team to beat. So I go Stanford number one. Then I go WSU. Yeah, I'm okay to admit there's a little bit of bias maybe in that, but I don't see how WSU got any worse from last year to this year. We're returning Gabe Marks. We're returning River Craycraft. We're returning Luke Falk. I think the offensive line will be fine. We have a huge stable of running backs. The offense is only going to get better, and it was already one of the best in the nation last year. Luke Falk led the nation in completion percentage, completion percentage under pressure, and passing yards. That'll be fine. The defense, I think it only got better. I think the depth they brought in, another year in Grinch's system, I think it's going to be solid. Then I go Oregon in the north after that. I see WCU beating Oregon uh, at home. 
Um, but I got Oregon over UW um, because history repeats itself, and Oregon's been on a roll lately. So I go Stanford, WCU, Oregon, UW, and then I got Cal and OSU to finish it off. Um, UW and Oregon I really think are interchangeable. Um, the game is at Oregon, so I'm going Oregon over this one. So the but, winner uh, of that the winner of that game has the lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Curtis, we're Coug fans, so it's easy to hate on the Huskies. Uh, Miles Gaskin is the man. Yeah, he is the player to watch in that team. Everyone uh, is is Browning obsessed. It's the running back that makes that work. As a true freshman, I thought he was an animal. Running backs that are true freshmen should not look that good mm-hmm. that early on. I think he's going to go early. Um, in the draft, I think they have two more years with both those guys before maybe they start looking at the draft. Browning might play all four, uh, but I really think it's their defense and their running game that makes UW so dangerous. And their quarterback, um, when you have a threat like that in the ground game and you got a defense to fall back on, it makes Browning look really good. He did have a good uh, season in terms of looking at it, you know, from pro football focus. But mm. um, I don't know. I, I thought UW they beat a lot of teams. Uh, that weren't very good. They finished, what, 7-6 and six mm-hmm. overall. They didn't beat the teams you have to beat to make me feel like, hey, this is a team that can do it. They can beat winning teams. And Oregon did that last year, and I know they have a new quarterback. And I hate playing the system card on offense, but the way their, uh, their offense kind of works is you can bring in, as we saw last year, an FCS transfer and plug and play him, and, and really it worked. Prukop comes from the same system at Montana State, uh, their head coach at Monte State, or Montana State last year, their head coach, offensive coordinator, was a Chip Kelly disciple. So Prukop, I don't think he's going to skip too much of a beat on offense. So I'm not really worried about Oregon's offense. Like again, I talked about how much, um, how incredible I think Royce Freeman is. It's their defense that I think is still going to be suspect. It's going to take a step forward from last year, mostly because it has to. It was rock bottom garbage last year. Uh, but Brady Hoke, uh, he's a defensive guy. He hasn't been a defensive coordinator in quite a while. He's mostly been a head coach, and so I think he's going to have maybe some cobwebs there. But wherever he's been, his defense has done nothing but improve, even at Michigan where he ultimately got fired. So I think Oregon's going to be uh, good enough on, uh, on defense to, to beat UW at home. Um, that's how I got it playing out. Oregon State, I like Gary Anderson. I thought it was a great hire they were able to get him. They got a new quarterback in there. They kind of had something weird where last year's quarterback, who was a freshman, uh, was gonna go be was gonna transfer to Northern Illinois, but then came back to the team. But they moved him to wide receiver, and now they've kind of got this new quarterback, um, Garrettson. I think they're gonna start in there, which I think is gonna help. You can kind of tell last year's quarterback was young, really athletic, but not really a guy who could throw the football around. And the way he played, he just looked like he was gonna get hurt. I feel like every third drop back, he was running for his life, and then on top of that, he was hurdling every other time he ran. Uh, he took some big hits, um, but Oregon State they just they just don't have the talent I think nope. to, to get out of the dweller, uh, the basement of the Pac-12 for another couple years. Um, but they're gonna look they're gonna it's gonna be a baby step from last year. But I think they're gonna be a better team overall than what they were last year. Not bad. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Stanford Stanford leads the way. Uh, yep. Stanford will. Rain again in the Pac-12, and I, I think it, it just, I think it's just they they have just so much talent too. You know, you have Christian McCaffrey, and that dude's going to run wild. Yep. Uh, their their quarterbacks always seem to be interchangeable. Yeah, uh, because same person. Just their done, quarterbacks are the same person. There's a this th- tall, 
just body of work, strong arm guy yeah. that won't necessarily dicey up, but he makes the plays when he needs to. No, but he's smart. They make um, sound decisions. Uh, the, the quarterback situation. I, I think. Uh, I th- and Stanford's always got a pretty steady Eddie defense. Nothing that's going to blow you out of the water, but they're definitely going to hold you down, and they're going to make you t- make it tough for you to score. Um, so I think Stanford's definitely still got the pieces, and they've got the coaching, um, and they also got the talent to win to, to yep. win the to win the North again. I think it's just they're just so tough, and all those guys that are on that squad, uh, they they didn't lose a ton in the senior uh, senior departures, but I uh, I do think that they're just going to be one tough cookie in the North, and and I I do think they're going to win a couple of those big games over say UW. I think they're probably going to beat Washington. And I, I just, I think they're going to bounce back and put a hammer on Oregon after what what Oregon was able to do to them last season. I think yeah. that one's going to jump back, and uh, jump in the back in the favor of Stanford. So I, I do think that Stanford's going to win the North. Ah, oh, the number two spot from here on is when it gets tough to decide <laughs> i really like you know like i mentioned earlier i i think it's going to be a four-headed monster yeah. um i i still do believe that but it's really going to come down to these next three teams is it going to be washington state washington or oregon man so I, I, something that helped me was thinking where the games are played at after a bye yes. or after wc has a bye oregon is at wsu UW is going to Oregon. So here's the, the thing, they Dave. They played last year. So here's the thing. And I, then I, at WSU for the Apple Cup. Yes. So WSU has both those teams at home, I think, is is is, is helpful for me. In my, in definitely my helpful. But I think Wazoo's going to drop one of them. Sure. And I, for some reason, Dave, I just. Don't say it. <laughs> Mike Leach struggles against UW. The Heat yeah. really struggles. And I've been I, hearing a lot of Seattle Husky hype. I, I get it. Oh, I've I been hearing going. it out of the ear hole, brother. <laughs> I've been telling you. But here's the thing: I don't think I don't think the UW is going to be number two. I mean, man, that defense is bad. That defense is really bad for Oregon. I don't think I could put them at number two. <laughs> it's just it take is some bad. deep breaths. Think about it. It's I've bad. seen UW hyped as high as. Four in the nation. Yeah, it's, it's bad. The nation going to the playoffs and as as low as not being ranked. Can 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 Washington State weather the storm? Can they find a way to clinch some wins at home? Some big Ws. Can they get the win over Oregon and UW? I I think they can, and I think Washington State could potentially have a chance at the number two spot in the Pac-12. <laughs> I think so far on this call, you have you have ranked WCU Oregon and UW number two in the Pac-12. I'm telling you, it is literally, it's literally interchangeable. And I, I've got to be able to stand ground in one way. But because, but because, UW, because Washington State plays both UW and Oregon at home, I think that's a huge, huge, huge advantage. <laughs> For Washington State, I'm gonna, you know, and and I think that is that's gonna be the tiebreaker for me. Uh, moving on, I do think Washington is gonna be number three. Um, okay, 
I think Washington's actually going to be number three in the conference there. And I don't think it has anything to do with their offense, Dave. I know you touched a couple of things with their offense, but yeah. the defense is just flat out. I mean, they, they bring in everybody back from an all world defense last year. So there's no reason why they can't, they can't be as good, even better this year. There's going to be really tough for people to score on them. Um, yeah. the, the, I think the good. apple cup's going to be a thriller. If Luke Falk stays healthy, if both teams are pretty healthy, heading into the final final week um you're definitely going to see one tough football game um that off yeah it's going to be it's going to be tough for washington state to score and 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 washington state always finds a way to struggle against that washington defense so you know i think um yeah i obviously think it's going to come down to the to the to the apple cup and I definitely got Washington State over that. but So I do have Washington at number three. Um, and here's a kicker for you, Dave. I know I've been trying to I, – I know I've been saying they're, they're kind of interchangeable at, at the number three or number two spot. <laughs> but um, I do think uh, Cal's going to be better than, than Oregon this year. If you want to talk about – uh, dumpster fire defenses. I think you don't look any farther than Cal. Yeah, but but Oregon's right there in the in the ranks, and I don't believe in anything with the Oregon quarterback. I think that thing. I think that whole situation is going to be boo boo. And uh, <laughs> I, I, well, I got some insider knowledge, Curtis. I know you do. I know my you do. My roommate went to Montana State. Was I'm friends sh- with Dakota Dakota Prukov. I'm, I'm sure State. of it. I'm sure Says of it. I'm just. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I'm not. Buy, I'm not a buyer. I'm a seller on that whole deal. And okay. that defense is terrible. I think Cal's going to score points. It's going to be a matter of whether they can, you know, not give up fifty as well. Yeah. Um, That's going to be tough for them. It's going to be really tough. But I think the same goes for Oregon, man. I honestly think the same goes for Oregon. They're not going to be able to. I don't think they're going to be be able to stop too many people. They're but, not going to be able to but stop them. What do you them. what do you what do you want to go with? You got you're not buying the quarterback, but the quarterback does have experience in the system. He did tear it up at the FCS level. That's what Vernon Adams did last year. And at Oregon, you know you've got a really good running back. At Cal, who's Cal's running back? Well, well, Cal's got got a system as well with a new quarterback at at the helm. And I I watched that game again. I know and I know Hawaii's terrible. Hawaii's yeah. not good. But that quarterback. And Hawaii looked, scored on him. And Hawaii did score on him. Hawaii's always had a decent offense. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think I think Cal, I think Cal's going to get the number four spot, and wow. Oregon's going to be five, and Oregon wow. State number six. How the mighty ducks have fallen. The ducks have fallen. I'm telling you, man. I think it could be a really tough year for Oregon. When yeah. I talked about at the beginning of the show, the, the the tides are really turning. I think UW's going to win that game. The dub UW's going to break the streak, and and Oregon's going to fall. And, and they're going to fall yeah, hard. Yeah, this is this feels like it's the best chance UW has had in quite a while at beating that streak. Um, but again, what I go back to is, is UW didn't really show me a lot last year in, in beating winning teams. But here you got to look at this. And it's you at got, You got to you, you know you got to look at this, Dave. You, you just said okay, Oregon, Washington has their best chance of beating Oregon this season, correct? And I and for the last however many years, yeah, I mean, for the because of UW. And, and I think UW. Good. I think honestly, I think UW's probably going to win that game. I mean, yeah. I just that's my. They've predict- definitely got I guess the defense. The, I guess hey, that's, defense in a running game travels. So I mean, that's. That's what they got going for them. For yeah. a road game, 
that's where you want to be good at because uh, a running back and a defense travel a lot better than a quarterback does, it seems like. So here's the deal. Oregon's going to lose that game to Washington. Do you think Oregon's going to beat Washington State on the road? It's going to no. be tough. I don't think so either. No, I don't I think, think so. Washington I, State I beat think them last I, year. I, I, I feel – I actually feel fairly confident. Now, it could be egg on my face because Oregon could just, you know, end up being a top-10 team. Oh, they yeah, are Oregon. Same with but me. But I feel really confident about WSU this year. I no. I think they're going to be favored going into that game. Here's the deal. Washington State, you're chalking it up as a loss. Washington, I'm chalk, chalking it up as a loss. I don't know where you're at on that. Um. Yeah, I got the Ducks over. I got the Ducks beating UW. So you do got the Ducks beating UW, okay? So, I do. So I have Washington and Washington State both beating Oregon this season. Yep. And then you look towards the last, you know, you look through their stretch of the season. They've got USC, Stanford, and Utah. I think all losable games for Oregon. All sure. three. Those are tough. Those are good. Those are good teams. Those are good teams. I think those are losable games, and. Um, so that puts that puts them at five losses in the Pac-12, according to you know looking at the what I yeah. think are losses for for Oregon. I think five losses, you're done. You're 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 going to be you know you're going to be Sinking. the middle of the yeah. pack and down to the bottom. I just don't think Oregon's going to be good enough to beat USC, Stanford, and Utah. I just don't think so. It's at Utah, Oregon at Utah, um, Oregon at USC. They're at home against Stanford, but Stanford, that's a toss-up game, and I think Stanford has the leg up on this one this year. Um, and then they're at Washington State with the big win, and they're, and they're home against Washington, but Washington, I think, is the better team than Oregon this year. Yeah, that's a good argument for that. I mean, it, I think it's fair enough to say I'm just I'm just going Oregon. I, I, no, I, I get until you. I see UW do it, until I see them beat winning teams. Oh, totally. Which I saw WCU do it last year. I saw because WCU beat Oregon last year. It beat other teams that had winning records last year, and Oregon beat Stanford last year. Yeah. I have to go off of that and say, okay, WCU and Oregon have done it. I haven't seen UW do it last year, so I'm putting them putting mm-hmm. them behind those two. But it, you're right. I mean, I have seen WSU at the bottom of it, those three lists and at the top. I've seen, I think, every every which way order. I don't think anybody really knows. feels overly no. confident, you know, that one of them is for sure. Well, none lost. of us knows. Um, but I mean, if you look at the if you look at the schedules, um, it's going to be and, and UW doesn't have an easy schedule either. Who's um, who's their who, who's their first three games they play? First they three play... games is Rutgers, Idaho, and Portland State. Okay, that's pretty easy. Now, we can't talk anything about Portland State, seeing as though we lost to them last year. But Rutgers is not a very good team. No, I don't they're think terrible. they should be worried about they're that. Garbage. And then you said Idaho. Portland State and Idaho. Okay, so that should be an easy 3-0. and Then they go Ari- then they, then they go to Arizona. So um, yeah. I think that's 4-0. and And they're yeah. going to be 4-0 hosting Stanford. So um, that's going to be an quite – an amazing matchup to watch. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey versus that defense will be something. It's a Friday. It's a Friday night. On. It's a Friday night. Um, September thirtieth. Then they go on the road to Oregon, but then they do back that up with Oregon State. See, you know that that might be another part of it where um, you know you, you, you got you done get, with Stanford and then you try you, to go back on the road and play Oregon. I could see that. You know, the Seahawks have had there's there's this there's this great article. I think it was we it was talked like about it last year. Something. We talked about it last year. Yeah, after you play the Seahawks, we did. The team's it's almost an lose. automatic loss. They're just beat up. They exert a lot of their energy. I think a lot of their strategy going against the big boys and the Seahawks. 
that might happen again with Stanford, um, you know, playing a very physical Stanford team. And that next week, the nice thing about that, though, Curtis, you said it's a Friday night game. They'll have an extra day to play, to prepare, to rest up. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that Oregon game is, is, a, is a Saturday. Yes, it is. Yep. Okay, so I want to give you – so I've given you the south. I've given you the north. I want to give you all of it, my 1 through 12, yep. Pac-12 standing, my power rankings give it to if me. I can. So Stanford wins the north. They're the number one team overall. Then I go WSU at second overall because I think WSU is I, I go back and forth with this WSU-UCLA game. Uh, I, I, I've gone back and forth. I, I really have. I said, WSU, we beat them last year. I think we're going to beat them at home again. But then when I look at the schedule, I want to say we're going to drop one at home and it would be UCLA. But here's my ranking. Stanford, WSU, UCLA. That's the first team from the south. Oregon wow. after that then UW. So it's really North heavy, those teams. The North, ever since we split the division from 10 to 12, the North has been a lot better. I don't know why it feels like the South would be better uh, just the, with the LA schools. That hasn't been the case. So five UW, no, they're just six, six USC, middle of the road team. I think they're going to get dominated by Alabama this weekend. I, I think it's going to be wow, you think a they're 21 get... point game. I think Lane wow. Kiffin will be laughing his way out of that stadium. Then I've got Utah at 7, Arizona at 8, Cal at 9, and then I go Colorado, Arizona State 11, and then Oregon State finishing last at 12. And my overall, because I want to get your opinion on this as well, Kurt, my overall WCU finish is 9-3 and three, um, and uh, then headed to a bowl game, and I'm not willing to make bowl predictions quite yet, but I think they're going to finish 9-3. and three. Um, overall, I texted a buddy today and I said nine and three. Okay, uh, I like. I it. think we're on the same page there. Uh, nine and three going into the bowl game, correct? So yeah, nine, nine and three going into the bowl game. So a chance then, of a ten win season, and then add a chance for a ten win season. I don't think nine nine and three is going to win the win the North though, is it? I wouldn't be surprised if nine and three did, and it just came out to to because of the top four on, just going to beat up on each what. other. Yeah, you know, I think with um, nine and three, and then you could go to the Pac-12 championship game, which I think would be against UCLA. So right now I have UCLA and Stanford. Yeah. I would pick Stanford to win that, um, and they could have 10, 11 wins and then be left out of the playoffs. I don't see the Pac-12 going to the playoffs this year. I'm with Mike Leach. We got to expand the playoffs past four teams. It's great that we've got four teams. I want to see. I, I want to see sixteen. I don't even want. To see, I don't even want to go to eight. I want to go right to sixteen. Wow. See more teams in. Uh, I, I just think the Pac-12. It has a history of eating itself alive because the Pac-12 is and has been the best conference from top to bottom. Um, so you have these nine game uh, schedule, you know, bottom third teams, nine game a, schedule, a team from the top third. And that uh, that ruins the playoff chances. Nine game schedule, that's yep. uh, that's the killer. That's yep. the killer for for the Pac-12. Yeah. So um, that's pretty solid. Uh, man, Dave, you're selling you're selling them pretty high, aren't you? <laughs> wow. I just I just don't see why everyone else. So uh, clearly, you'll you'll listen to this and you'll think, hey, these guys are Coug fans. This guy's got WCU at number two. He's clearly biased. I'm not seeing the rankings where WCU is this high. 
a lot of people are picking WCU to finish worse than they did last year. I Which don't is weird. See I see the, the regression. The, the only reason why I could see that is the defensive, the defensive part, the defensive line um, I is a huge don't think question it's that mark. Much worse. But I don't think it is either. I, I'm, I'm agreeing really with don't. you. I'm agreeing with the fact that I don't think they're going to digress, but I don't think they're they're ready to make the huge step forward. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I think they might win one more game than last season. Last thing, last year, um, going eight and four, and then uh, winning the tenth game in in uh, excuse me, the ninth game. The ninth, ninth game, game, yeah. Well, I so wish it was ten. Ninth here's where in, I in, think the disrespect comes. Where WCU, I believe, would be ranked higher on everyone's board. We should have been a ten-win team last year, yeah, which, which is pretty make remarkable. A, make to win a 10 flipping games. field goal. That's a great goal. season. It was make just Portland State flipping field I, goal, and yeah, Portland State. And, I and guess. yeah, so so Portland State, Portland State beat us. Okay, it's not a fluke, but we should have played better. That's a game I think you just check off. You're going to win that. I think we're going to beat Eastern this weekend, and then we are a field goal away from, like you said, beating Stanford. That's an eleven-win season. Okay. One field goal, and, and you get your act together against an FCS school. Everyone would be talking about the Cougs being uh, maybe the best team in the conference at that rate. Because but how does Washington so leapfrog everybody? That's, that's where I don't really understand the hype. So, so Washington did lose some players in, in, in the NFL draft. There's some of their defensive players, but they've shown an ability to reload. Um, so I think their defense will be fine. Um, but you see the potential of their young players – and I think people are getting bought up into that a little too much. I think people are going a little crazy with the Browning-USC game. It's not like that UW offense lit the world on fire against USC. They did enough to win the game. Part of that, I will admit, is UW hasn't had very many good receivers. John Ross, their best one, he's returning this year. Um, they fired their receivers coach last year because he wasn't getting it done. Um, but I just – they were true freshmen last year, and yes, their running back again played remarkable. Their their quarterback played pretty good. I'm not sure they're going to take a step where they're going to be four in the nation, where they're going to be winning the Pac-12 huh. North or even second in the Pac-12 oh, North. I, I don't see it. Um, but, but, but there's so many teams that are breaking in new quarterbacks this year, uh, and WCU is not one of them. And, and not only is WCU not one of them, but they're returning a potential dark horse for the Heisman. I, I think I saw him ranked – uh, ninth recently in a Heisman po- poll. That's not like, oh, you, you're counting on him to win it. But he's in the talk. He's in the conversation for being there. So if you've got a quarterback that's in talk of being a dark horse for Heisman and it's mm-hmm. a conference that doesn't have a lot of returning quarterbacks, how can you not put WSU higher? Right. I don't know. I, I actually kind of like how WSU is being viewed. I don't want the hype. I don't want to be where UW's at, where people are picking them to do all these um, – Incredible things. Chris Peterson of the Huskies, he doesn't want the hype either when you listen to him in interviews. So I'm glad that WC's flying under the radar. They shouldn't be. I think it's going to be a great season. Barring in injuries. I think I maybe talked about this last year. Concussions are no joke. And Luke Falk took a beating last year. He passes the ball so much. They're not something that um, is an injury that, that to me, you know, when you break a bone, the bone can heal stronger and be even better than before. Concussions, the more you get, the more susceptible you are to them. So I'm worried about Luke Falk taking another big hit and being more vulnerable for a concussion and then being knocked out. Um, and uh, I, I don't think we have the backup quarterback. We haven't seen anything from Holinsky to be able to say that you know, he's going to lead us to some wins. So that is a huge concern. I, I, I've been thinking this since last year. It's, it's, to me, it's no given that uh, Luke Falk will make it to this season. I am very worried about that. 
And Kurt, just as we talked about before we started this, I think we both have a little bit of PTSD from the Paul Wolf era and all the losses and all the brutal ways we've seen the Cougs lose games that it's hard to have any confidence as a WSU fan. It's hard because you've been heartbroken so much. You've seen so many bad, just awful, gut-wrenching losses. Mm. How could you have confidence, even knowing we won nine games last year, the longer history of WSU uh, in the last decade has not been pretty. Um, and so I'm, I am very cautious and I am very nervous chewing on my fingernails. But when I look at the roster, I just think it hasn't, it hasn't subtracted. I don't think it's gotten worse when I've seen other teams, uh, you know, break in these new quarterbacks, maybe have a little bit of subtraction or X factor. I can't bank right. on like I can't with WC. So, so yes, I'm high on WCU at number two. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really fun year. Just that feeling that you get in your stomach, Kurt. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little bit of that too with 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 uh, the, the WCU season. But what do you think about Eastern and and the the game this week? What do you have a score prediction for me? Do you think it's uh, it's going to be another FCS upset? How do you feel? You feel confident? You feel scared? I uh, I feel pre- I actually do feel pretty confident for the first time in probably my uh, Cougar history. Yeah. Um, but I, I I I was listening to somebody talk today, and it's. I think I might have mentioned this to you earlier, Dave, but uh, uh, Eastern can uh, thank Portland State for the beating that they're about to get this weekend because I'll tell you (laughs) what, Washington State's going to do everything they possibly can to make sure what happened last year doesn't happen again. So, uh, yep, there you go, Eastern. You can uh, thank Portland State for that. I think think Washington State's going to win away with it 45-28. Um, I think I think that's going to be a pretty, pretty solid and sound football game. Just hoping no injuries. I mean, that's really the only thing. I'm really just, you know, get in, get out, no injuries. Let's get our get the first W. It's not it. it you know, Eastern's actually pr- a pretty solid football team. They're they're not they are. um they're not no cakewalk uh, like Portland State was supposed to be last season. Uh, this actually they're actually a a pretty decent FCS school. They've got a history of really putting teams to the test. Um, didn't they, was it, uh, was it last year, Dave, or was it two years ago when Eastern almost put away Oregon state as well? Um, oh, they did. They beat Oregon. They state did beat a, Oregon few state. Years ago. That's right. They did. Um, they've been really close. Yeah. I mean, they went and they then they almost from... beat, then they almost beat, uh, you almost beat you through an interception. So they they and, went from yeah. a last second. Uh, throw against UW that would have beat them. That was only threw 30 an interception yards out. In the end zone Definitely could have happened. To us beating them by a field goal, then the next year they beat Oregon State. So two close losses to Pac-12 teams, then they beat them. Uh, I don't think they're going to feel intimidated uh, coming into Not at all. this WCU game. I think they're going to have they're going to have confidence. But weird thing, sometimes you will see coaches play two quarterbacks. Um, you know, even for as long as almost up to the, the full year playing in their different strengths and kind of figuring out who's better to start. Speaking of teams that have quarterback situations that are not settled, the the Eastern coach, and I would be surprised to see it happen, but said he's going to play all three of his quarterbacks wow. against WSU. So I don't know if, if one of them is just a, uh, is a great runner. They want to get him in on special packages, and the other two are the two more passers that you're trying to pick between. Um, but if you're going to tell me going to a game, you're going to play three quarterbacks. I don't feel good about your offense. I just don't think that's, that's a very good offense. So I've got WC scoring seven touchdowns. I've got Falk throwing five of them, 
two rushing touchdowns, and then I've got uh, Eastern at 24. Um, I think the first half maybe we'll start a little bit slow. We'll see. But uh, overall, 49-24, I think it's going to be a beatdown. And you know what? If there's some Eastern fans that maybe will listen to this, I really want to like Eastern as an FCS program. Just kind of like, hey, we're Eastern Washington buddies. You guys are up the road. There's some similarities um, to just, you know, the same neck of the woods overall. Right. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but I would say four out of the five Eastern fans I meet hate the Cougs. This might just be a personal experience. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I want to throw my arm around them and be, be their bud, and I feel like they just spit in my face and say terrible things about WCU. I don't know why. I don't know, but it's given me a hard heart towards Eastern. It has. It's, well, given, it's just... given me a hard heart. It's made me like the Montana schools a little bit more, so I want to beat Eastern. They also won a national championship 2010. They've had some great seasons. They've talked a lot, a very high game, thinking they could, you know, beat WSU, um, you know, compete in the Pac-12. In some instances, people talk about they could beat these other Pac-12 schools. I kind of want a little slice of humble pie to go their way week one. So I'm excited for this game. Let's do it to it. Oh, it's just an FCS game. No, I'm I'm ready for this one. I want to see a beatdown. Let's do it to it. Um... Yeah, I think I think it's going to be – it's supposed to be a beautiful day on the Palouse. It's supposed to be about 68 and all sun, no clouds is what the uh, weather, port, weather report is saying. So perfect air raid offense weather, I'll tell you. And um, I think Luke Falk's going to have a pretty big day. Pretty yep. big day in getting the back of the swing of things. So also, note to note, Dave, looking at the rest of college football – Probably one of the greatest opening weekends in college football that we've seen in years. I mean, you look at games being played this weekend, uh, it can't get much better. And you're going to have a full Saturday of college football to kick off this um, yep. this season. Um, yeah, I, th- I, you know, if we look at that Houston game, Dave, Houston and Oklahoma, I think uh, Houston – has a chance to possibly – and by the way, that game, that line I, I looked at, super close. Houston has a chance to win that game. Um, mm-hmm. They win that. They could potentially run the table, and they think some folks have Houston actually in the college football playoff. You know, I, I, it's not a bad pick. Funny thing about this, just to bring it closer to home, Baker Mayfield only had a couple scholarship offers out of high school, and WSU was one of them. Wow. He chose to walk on at Tech, tore it up at Tech, there's a lot of quarterbacks that moved around. Uh, uh, Davis Webb also was one of them who's now at Cal. They've got a great guy in Mahomes there. Then goes to Oklahoma, walks on there. He's a Heisman candidate. He won um, the nation's uh, top award for top walk-on um, uh, over Luke Falk. I think Luke Falk was second, who also walked on at WSU. But Baker Mayfield could have been playing uh, at WSU. I'd like to see Houston win that game. I think Greg Ward is an amazing quarterback, a, a great dual threat quarterback. I'm most excited though, out of conference game. We brought it up already. It's Texas A&M and the UCLA game. Uh, what people might not remember is that Noel Mazzone, Mazzoni maybe, the offensive coordinator, uh, what uh, for UCLA last year, brutal, got fired, brutal, was hired at Texas A&M. Uh, he knows, clearly knows this UCLA offense uh, and their personnel. Uh, so it could be maybe some sort of revenge game for him. I still like UCLA uh, to win that game, but that's my out-of-conference. Well, no, nah, I shouldn't say it's an out-of-conference game if it's playing 
um, to play in UCLA, but uh, to look outside the Northwest, uh, uh, that's the game I'm going to be watching. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. it, you think that you, that USC game is going to be a blowout, huh? I don't think you're going to care to watch it um, by the, by the third quarter. quarter, at least. Uh, I, I don't see it at all. USC has done this to us before. Uh, they were ranked number one uh, a few years back. And um, who did they play? I want to say they played like an LSU or some SEC school um, and just got hammered. hammered. I just don't think USC is a, as physical a team as Alabama. And who is as physical as Alabama, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even have the physicality to compete uh, with a top-tier SEC team like that, uh, no way. The only hype we're seeing right now is just the media and the TV stations trying to get viewers. Uh, but the reality of the situation is Alabama is, uh, is, is quite a bit better, I think. Ma'am, it's here. It's about to begin. <laughs> it's game week, baby. It's about to begin. It's go time, baby. Love it. Um, sweet. We'll uh, get to Seahawks next week. Yep, um, let's do it. Seahawks preview. Let's go through the games. Let's make our predictions where they're going to finish, uh, and let's uh, let's let's preview some new positions. There's uh, some new faces. New faces, yeah. And I think um, I think this is going to be the dream year for for Seattle. So yeah, like I said, great year for the Northwestern football. I think uh, gotta yeah, love it. Seahawks are definitely going to be pulling their weight. Gotta love it. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks everyone for listening. We will be back next week uh, breaking down Washington State and then also some of the other bigger games that we had mentioned throughout the show, and then um, get ready for Seahawks football because NFL and fantasy and all those goodies are back in action. So good stuff. All right, Dave, we'll all talk to you later. Talk to you later. See ya.